finish on my And face. here we are. What's going on, Zach? How you doing, buddy? And it's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you, too. Yeah, and took a couple ba- of weeks I'm off. Back, yeah, I'm back from my tromp around yeah. the Midwest looking for tornadoes. It was terrible. It was, it was great to see a close friend and friend of the show. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Andrew graduating from med school. Yeah. You know. So. But I've come back and I have some bad news for you, though. What's up? I'm actually, during my romp around the midwest and the many sexual exploits that i engaged in there i um i've been infected with one of the earliest cases of monkeypox here in the u.s they're calling me like the patient x of monkeypox in oh, america wow. yeah so i mean you're gross you know, so i could see that we're good here we're good just where we're at because you really have to have close physical contact, uh, mostly through sex, to contract monkeypox. And honestly, I'm completely fine. I just really have a craving to sit up in a tree rather than go to work, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I won't have any problem with that because, as, as you so lovingly say, I'm a sexual Bedouin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not even joking about the thing about the, the uh, sex um, spreading monkeypox because I saw this thing. Uh, it was on the AP News, and it said that these two separate raves in Europe, I think one was in Sweden and another was, like, fucking in Spain or something, it said that they were, like, these were mass... Uh, fucking everybody's probably heard this term before after the pandemic, but uh, mass spreaders, mm-hmm. you know, incidents, you know, um, because, in particular, because I guess all these, you know hot young Europeans were going around banging each other and somebody there, some some monkey Some had, slippery Nigel. <laughs> yeah. They had monkeypox. I don't know if it was a man or a woman or they don't even know who it was, but apparently monkeypox was spread quite um a lot at, at these raves and um yeah, it's just hilarious to see the the fucking I, I love it because, you know, we've talked about this before on the show about, like, the pu- the mass PTSD and, like, the public, like, trauma, the general, like, shared trauma left behind from COVID and the pandemic. And I love how now, like, not even... The pandemic is not even officially over, and there's still tons of cases. Yeah. Um, you know, America just passed a million deaths a couple weeks ago, less than that. And, um, you know, and now there's already a, a new fucking virus that's... Freaking people out! I've seen all kinds of weird takes on like they to see the far right reaction to it. The far right reaction to it is hilarious because oh here we go again. They're already saying that it's Bill Gates who's created it, and the Democrats are rejoicing. And then there's demon rats and the and the monkeypox vaccines on the way. And I was like, hang on, guys. And they're like, and they're like, the media's getting us all worked up again. I'm like, hang on, guys. You're getting yourselves worked up. The, everything I've seen about the monkeypox keeps saying, this isn't that serious. It's just an, an anomalous event because usually monkeypox is known. It's not a mystery disease like COVID was. And it's usually just contained to certain parts of Africa. And the reason it's, you know, kind of causing, you know, a little bit of a hubbub is that it's, you know, spreading in areas that it's not usually common in. So, but just seeing everybody getting so worked up, especially like, you know, far right people, that have like had their brains fucking fried by COVID, you know. Yeah, hysteria. they got they got that high grade brain rot. <laughs> they see the monkeypox shit, they start freaking out about Democrats and vaccines all over again. And yeah. I'm like, guys, and and the media and this and that. I'm like, guys, 
the media isn't even is is the I've everything I've seen through through news outlets and the media is saying this isn't that serious. Relax. There's not gonna be a monkeypox pandemic. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's just silly, and you know, it's it's. I don't know. It just sounds stupid. I'm not gonna lie. Monkeypox. It just sounds like a well, dumb it, disease. It, if he died of monkeypox, I'm sorry. Like it's you it's know. a variant of smallpox, which smallpox is probably one of the deadliest pandemics, and it lasted for centuries. It's one of the deadliest diseases known, but it's been eradicated. And you know what's funny is I spent the majority of my time there, at the med school graduation, making jokes to newly graduated doctors about smallpox and then once i started hearing more and more about monkeypox it turned into monkeypox i don't know why i find smallpox to be so fascinating but like i make a lot of jokes about like i've told andrew hella times that i'm like okay let's say hypothetical here i'm, I'm a new patient in the room and i've come in i'm like i got smallpox he's like no you fucking don't <laughs> there is no smallpox anymore like no no doctor trust me i got smallpox I trust like, me <laughs> i know i'm a doctor okay but- yeah, it's, I, I guess it's like smallpox, but not, and but apparently it goes so away. So not a big up, deal. And you don't die. Yeah, and it's yeah. really hard to spread. It's not like COVID where it spreads like people just hack yeah. in. You have to like like come in contact with like the boobos. The boobos essentially. Oh, the boobos. That just rash. sounds sexy. No wonder why people. <laughs> the boobos? That's uh, the giant thing. I know. I know a boobo is pus and yeah, <laughs> but it just sounds sexy. Boobos. You have to come in contact with the, the boobos. Yeah. I'll let you touch my monkey pox boobos. <laughs> Speaking of sexiness, mm-hmm. the sexiest trial of the century has been going on and everybody. Monkey pox is on trial. <laughs> Everybody and their fucking mother has an opinion on this Amber Depp and Amber Depp, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Well, was she Amber Depp at one time? Or did she, yeah, formally. She, did she ever take his name? You know how some people get I don't married know, and they maybe. don't take each other's last names? Maybe. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> um, wait. So, yeah, everybody has an opinion on this. Um My and, opinion is I don't really care. Yeah, and I actually started off... Caring, I well, was like, you like you like like drama. You've always been one. Yeah, I'm a sassy bitch. All right, <laughs> I like I, you know, like I, I'm not above it. I'm not above it. I don't care. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, you love those reality shows and stuff, so I'm not. I'm not surprised that you know. I, I don't. I, I, I think it's funny that that you, <laughs> yeah, that you dig all the all the the gossip. <laughs> I mean, you like, the, you like the tea. I That's do the like tea. the tea, but like I don't watch like Real Housewives. Like I don't watch no. like that shit. You know, but you're not that far above Real Housewives. Yeah, yeah Love true. After that's... Lockup and Ninety I Day Fiance. Stopped, I actually stopped watching Love After Lockup because I had like kind of like an internal moral problem where I'm like. You know, I know the criminal justice system's fucked up, mm-hmm. and this just feels super exploitative. Oh, definitely uh, exploitative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just and so I'm just like, I, I, I can't ethically consume this show. So what are you on now? Now, nothing. Nothing. No, no. Reality, no reality TV. Well, there was there was actually there was actually one which was a canceled one. It was called Playing It Straight, mm-hmm. and um, where they pretend kn- to be straight but they're gay. So, so it was like basically built, you don't know how many, so it's like a bachelorette type show, right? Mm. There's a woman courting all these dudes and, uh, at least half of the dudes are gay. (laughs) But the thing is, is that if you're gay and she picks you in the end, 
then you get a million dollars. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> if you're straight... I'm on those guys' side. If, if she picks a straight guy at the end of the show, she gets... They both split a million dollars. So, it was like... Uh, yeah, it was it was very interesting. And my tactic would be, because I'm straight. My tactic would be, act overly gay. So then she's like, oh, why would he be acting overly gay? If he was gay, would he be being pretending to be gay? If he really was one of the undercover homos. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so yeah, yeah. It's it was like if uh, I was gay, I would say that'd be my tactic. Is I would you know act like, over the top gay. So she would be like, why would why would one of the gay guys? be pretending this putting on this over the top gay act he must be a, one of the straight guys yeah no it was <laughs> it was it was wild it was wild and she's like like someone who like grew like grew up in like a small southern town oh. you know that's how they build it and like you know she's like i don't know and uh they didn't even air that last episode they never aired because it they got canceled oh. because um people thought very strange. Yeah. It's a very early 2000s reality show, which, by the way, early 2000s for reality TV is just, like, prime. Yeah, you love your Survivor, too. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was so good. But now, it's just, it's it's not as good. It's just not. Anyway, because they, because the reality is, is because they got away with a lot of fucked up shit. <laughs> so. Well, where's that one we were watching where the guy had, like, the adopt an adult? And the guy oh, had, yeah, was, like, was literally, like, fucking, like, do going like abusing his wife like in terms of like having this young girl over that he wanted to basically fuck yeah. right in front of his wife and she was like crying and she's like I don't know why he does this I'm just saying yes I don't and, know. He, and you know what I heard about how that ended because it got can- canceled apparently like the girl who was the adopted girl was also pregnant had a baby and then the marriage was like falling apart in front of her and she was like. I don't feel comfortable doing this anymore. I want out. I don't want to do this show anymore at all. Mm. And then, yeah, and then apparently the guy, like, got really angry. Apparently, This is what I read about why it got canceled. The guy got really angry, and he's like, well, I'm going to need you because you never paid me back. I'm going to need, like, you know, emotionally, but you know what he really meant? He's, she yeah. never fucked him or yeah. did anything sexual with him. He's, he started demanding that she pay him back for everything he bought her. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, that's what I read or heard about. That one was such a fucked up uh, idea. Adults adopting adults. (laughs) Why? There's no point. It's completely it's for creepy old men to adopt. Anyways, getting beside the point, Amber v. Johnny. Now, a lot of people see this as a situation where. First off, I just want to say I hate the discourse around this trial. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, my biggest gripe with it is I can't believe it's dominated the news as for as long as it has. You know, I can't believe it's been like such a big public spectacle for fucking over three weeks now. Yeah, when celebrities, I fucking hate it. It was yeah. kind of funny at first. The poop story was look, funny. that's that's really Johnny Depp drunk at nine in the morning was funny. Yeah, but like now at this point, I'm like, okay, dude, I'm fucking over it, and it's yeah. still fucking in the headlines, dominating. Yeah, well, because. Johnny Depp wanted this to be very public because mm-hmm. of how it had gone in the past. It was very one- a one-sided telling, right? Mm-hmm. And he lost a lot of roles. He lost his job right. because of it. And to be fair, she also did portray it as a situation where, you know, Johnny was, you know, the main aggressor. 
But like we but like we said before, relationships are complicated. Mm-hmm. It's not you know it's not it's most of the yeah, times it's both. It's, a lot of times it's, it's I, I'd still stick with the sentiment that I think I said pretty much last time um, when we talked about this on the last show, which is a I think it's weird that to air out your dirty laundry like True. this so publicly. I think that's not a good look for either of them. And B, also, like, yeah, relationships, is, it's never one-sided. Like, it seems like they were both abusive in their own ways. Right. And they were both so shitty I to think, each other. I and that's think, how a lot of bad relationships and I toxic think, relationships are. It's never yeah. one guy villain or one woman villain and one person yeah. just innocent Well, victim. like, you know, like, like straight up when she cut off his finger and mm. then there's, like, a taped recording of her going, like, no one's ever going to believe you, Johnny. Mm. No one's ever going to believe you. That stirred up something in a lot of people, mm. I, th- I think, when they heard that. Because that's genuinely fucked up. She sliced off the tip of his finger, mm-hmm. and she's like, do you think anyone's going to believe you, Johnny? Mm-hmm. That's like some psycho shit. Yeah. And it's like on recording. Also, the fact that they have just been recording each other secretly is also like, hey, <laughs> this is like, that's just toxic in and of itself. But there's definitely like, it's definitely like seems to have devolved to it's some voyeuristic. weird misogynistic anger to it yeah too. like with the amount of like people that seem to like be hating amber her like there has been some serious like like outrage and hatred directed at her 100 you know? and my my guess my theory about it, as i was reading about some of this because people have started to point it out and become a bit more you know uh, proactive and saying hey guys like you know she's still a human being she's not a fucking monster like and the amount of hate she's getting is maybe a little over the top my theory about it is Look, I, there's a lot as men and as even women too in all relationships. But I think a lot of men, um, you know, have been lied to, lied to by a woman they loved before or was in a serious relationship before, you know, and 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 they got their heart stomped on be, due to lies they have, from they their have emotional trauma. Yeah, and so now I think a lot of them, a lot of men that are watching this, are kind of getting some vicarious moral victory through Johnny Depp because like a big thing is like oh yeah. she's a liar she's a liar and she's been exposed just like my bitch yeah. ex-wife like someone painted someone in New York did you see this somebody I saw it. painted a giant mural with a, of, yeah. of Amber Heard with her nose super like long like she's Pinocchio like, yeah, exactly yeah. and like poopy on it and a bee and whatnot. like the poopy and is funny the poop is, is objectively funny as yeah, like, yeah. like straight up like, but yeah I think definitely like for a lot of men you know that yeah. feel like scorned by you know of former lover who lied to them a lot like it's like this to them feels like a vicarious moral victory from what i've heard from it it seems like she was definitely somewhat Mm -hmm. definitely emotionally abusive as far as like gaslighting him Mm -hmm. apparently there was a point where he wanted out she pulled him back in that's what's being said but like you know what happens like sometimes you you reconcile you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. like you know it sometimes break it breaking up doesn't take the first time sometimes you know And, uh, but whatever, that's besides the point. The th- but the, the, also, like I said, the recordings of her being caught saying like shit, like no one's ever going to believe you that struck a chord with a lot of people. Yeah. And also the fact that she was portraying herself as a victim of the me too movement. I mean, like, you know, caught up mm-hmm. in the swing of the me too movement, not a mm-hmm. victim of it, but like she was a victim alongside all the other victims that came out during that time. And so my my ultimate opinion is, I think that she was definitely emotionally abusive for for sure. Physically abusive. That is what's basically come out in this is that she was definitely physically abusive. Johnny Depp. um, There's one time where he even admits he did 
so by definition, if like he's trying to like sue for like, hey, I'm not a woman beater, like technically he did. He kicked her one time mm-hmm. in the back. But there, she did a lot of stuff too. But the thing is, they both suck. But Johnny Depp was one hundred percent emotionally abusive, like straight up. Like, like f- from what I've seen, like you know, y- y- people just have like blinders on now, right? The, and they have like this, v- this like vitriol and like this, like you know, like Reddit justice, yeah, right? Being like, exactly. It's like, I, like I said, I think a lot of people are looking at this, and men in particular, being like, oh yeah. Because they've been scorned in some way. They're like, oh, yeah, she's a lying bitch. She knows it. Now she's getting her just desserts in a way that they probably, you know, their, their lover who scorned them probably never did, you know. And then they, you know, probably still carry that pain and that yeah. resentment and that want for, like, revenge. And so in this way, it's like, you know, you get your, your like I said, vicarious moral victory. You get to point out and be like, yeah, see, she's <laughs> lying and she knows it. And now she's getting what's coming to her. And fuck her. And- so... At the end of the day, they both suck. Yeah, Johnny Depp was doing. I still sh- like Johnny Depp. I liked I him when I first, when you first told me about these rumors about him beating her years ago. I was like, ah, whatever. And then, and then I used to like him before this trial, and even now I still like him. I've always liked him. Sure, yeah, but and, uh, but like straight up, there's like cool. people in the back. Cool. There's people in the back of the court that are straight up cheering for him at the end of the day. Like he'll be like, <laughs> he has hey, a fan like, squad. He has a fan Dude, squad it's at, crazy. Uh, at his own trial. So, the thing is, though, is, you know, tying... We're not talking... We're not going to talk about the trial in this update. We're talking about how this has been, like, kind of manipulated online. Mm-hmm. For example, the Daily Wire had spent thousands of dollars promoting misleading news about this trial. Mm-hmm. The conservative outlet, which yeah. you know is founded by Ben Shabibo, yeah. um is the second most popular news publisher on Facebook, by the way. Um, And it so far has spent uh, $47,000 on Facebook ads, which doesn't seem like a lot, but uh, they have elicited about 4 million impressions, Mm. which is a lot. I was about to ask why, what do they get out of it, but that's it right there. Yeah. Sensationalist. Yeah, exactly. Media bullshit. Uh, the majority of these ads promote one-sided articles and videos with a clear bias against Heard, obviously. Um, largely promoted right b- b- in on Facebook pages of high-profile conservative figures like Candace Owens. The adverts are part of an ecosystem of ad-supported news sites, bogus content platforms, and clickbait websites which facilitate the spread of this misleading information. Um... For example, one of the ads is the attempted character assassination of Johnny Depp, which says that the only negative words written about Hollywood A-lister came from an occasional film critic until he married Amber Heard. Candace Owens, like, she'll give out takes like, I hope Johnny Depp bankrupts Amber Heard with his lawsuit. It has been absolutely ridiculous to see what that woman has been allowed to do because she flew under the radar of the Me Too movement. (laughs) Amber Heard is a perfect example example of what I refer to as toxic femininity. (laughs) Uh, So... Um, another another article title: The fourteen most shocking revelations in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial. You know, so basically, there's high engagement on yeah. these posts. It's sensationalist bullcrap, right? You know? And so th- they, 
there it's like a, a tried uh, method of having these kind of like disinformation websites that pose as conservative websites. They use that as their business model. Mm-hmm. So, but the ultimate outcome of all of this, of all of this, like spinning, especially from like someone like the daily, the an organization like the Daily Wire, is to demonize women. Mm-hmm. And especially because in the Me Too movement, I mean, I mean, so many. And let cons- me just say, women do that well enough on their own. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. <laughs> But the thing is, is that, like, it's all about, like, trying to portray this message that women are either money-grubbing, they're attention-seeking, they're, you know, they're ultimately looking for something in the end of this, Mm -hmm. right? And like I said, you, you, like, you, uh, like, the last thing I saw in reference to this trial was there was this, I I think I told you the other day when we were at that bar, uh, we... Uh, we're talking about how she had promised to donate her $7 million mm-hmm. um, settlement from their divorce. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to devote, uh, I'm going to donate it to the children's hospital and the ACLU, half and half. Amber Heard said that? Right. Okay. Johnny Depp was like, I'll pay. I'll pay uh, the charities for. I'll pay him to the charities directly. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, "No, I want the money." You know, blah blah blah. This went back and forth, and he made some, but she ended up getting the full settlement, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that the donations never came. Mm. The donations never came. So she was in court, and this was actually really interesting. Just like I, I, I like seeing lawyers work. I think that's that's something I, I like seeing like how, like what trying kind of story they're trying to tell, mm-hmm. and when the lawyer was doing this, she was trying to be like, "Oh, um, you said that you you got your money at this date, correct?" And she's like, "Yes," and she you promised to pledge all that mo- money, but you have not donated any of that money, have you? And she's like, "Well, I've pledged it," and she's like, "It's like it, you know," and they 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 go. She Amber doesn't really admit it. They kind of go around in circles. She's like, I use pledge and donate in the same terms. And so, like, shit like that gets people going, like, oh, see, she's super phony. And then the lawyer goes, hey, I think you that you basically you were trying to use this as good PR coming out of this relationship, being like, I wanted nothing. I wanted just to donate this. I didn't want to be seen as. And look, I, I do, ultimately, I don't care. But like, see, like the yeah, narrative. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. The, the with that. narrative. Like, she can shit on it if she wants. True. But also, like, if you're gonna pledge to donate, you, you kind of have to do it. Like, yeah. if you're yeah. like, you can't just be like, you can't Larry David your way out of that situation. <laughs> all right, <laughs> only he can. <laughs> but um, yeah, ultimately. But what I'm saying is like, see, like how easy that was. The story writes itself. You know, people mm. can put in, like you said, a lot of their own misgivings against women, a lot of their own... Yeah. I think there's neg- tons of projection in this case. Like, you know, the fact that Candace Owens looks at, you know, some fucked up moves from Amber Heard and calls it, and paints it with a broad brush of toxic femininity, like, that's kind of, that's a lot of projection. They're yeah. putting a lot... They're taking, like, a lot from this situation of what Amber Heard's done and then projecting it all onto, like, 
like a lot of women, you know. So yeah. there's a lot of projection being so, done here, and, and really, what it is is like, I, like we said, it's just like two people had a shitty relationship. And, and also, something know? we kind of have to mention is that a lot of this shit has become like incel bait. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's all their projection and all yeah. their vicarious outrage that they get to have like a win here Ooh, over. You we know, did all it, the Reddit. Women that we did it, Reddit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it has. Doesn't it have? We did it, Reddit energy yeah, though, like. Straight up. And, like, look, I make all my jokes, you know, about, about, you know, women all the time and my frustrations and whatnot, but... You know, I, I don't actually mean it, mean it most of the time. You know, it is like, it is kind of like, you know, you see girls online or girls in general kind of say stuff like, men are trash, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And I think a lot of times they don't actually mean it. They're just kind of talking out of a place of, like, being, hurt. yeah, They're hurt. talking yeah, out yeah, of a place yeah, of exactly. hurt. And they're talking and out of a place of resentment that, in a way of how they've been treated That's in the where past. a lot of it comes, comes, you know, when I make jokes or whatever. For, I'm, I'm the same way in, in my own regard. You know, obviously I'm a guy. So it's different, but, um, you know, I, I think that there is a little bit of a problem here when you like, you know, project your actually, when you're, when you're, when your hurt turns into like pure hatred for an entire group of people, you know, or, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, it's just, it's just, it's really, so my ending now, I'm not going to really even cover this any further mm-hmm. other than, you know, the settlement, which guess, Johnny yeah, Depp will lo- with the settlement. But he's gonna again. lose. He's gonna lose because yeah, because it's hard to prove defamation. But he's here and, for the PR. For the PR, he's here to get his side of the story out. That's why mm. he's. You know, there's like the. And you he know, can go back to being Jack Sparrow on Pirates of the Caribbean. No, I don't even think he wants that. I think <laughs> he just wants. He doesn't want his name to be synonymous with Woman domestic beater. abuse. Yeah. Okay. So he's trying to get the story out there because. Only one side got to portray their side mm. of the story when it was definitely a both sides yeah. type deal. Both sides. Both sides. <laughs> so ultimately, I don't care anymore, and neither should you. It's fun. I never did. <laughs> it's fun and vicarious. It's funny. It's fun and vicarious, and the poop, like I said, objectively funny. But that's like kind of my last final words mm. on it. I kind of want to just like, yeah. you know, s- s- give my piece on that. And I'll just say, y'all. And you know who you are. <laughs> the ones that are really wrapped up in hating Amber Heard. Chill out. Chill out. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't need all that projection. She's not going to hurt Doesn't you. Doesn't need all that projection. Anyway. <clears throat> all right. You want Another move? update. Yeah. So this next one is part of our long, ongoing uh, Twitter. Elon coverage. Twitter, Elon Musk, uh, um, you know, <laughs> hubbaloo, whatever. Um, in typical Elon fashion, he is overpromised and underdelivered. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I keep going back and forth, being like, so is he actually buying it or not? Now it's leaning towards he's not actually buying. No. It. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it doesn't. Who knows? Maybe he could at the end of the day. I don't know if he could actually or will actually buy it. But right now, it's looking like no. He's actually not going to buy it, but, yeah. he, you know, like he's proposed whatever. It doesn't seem like any of it will actually go through, though. Um, but he's taken the Twitter and a, a bit of a narrative has been forming out of this story, a narrative that had already existed, especially among like far right circles um, or, or just conservative circles in general, not even just exclusive to the far right. But in more, you know, conservative circles, you know, there's always this kind of narrative about Twitter in particular, but big tech in general being like these leftist organizations. The leftist technocrats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and that they're censoring right-wing voices and that they're secretly communists and all this and that. 
And Elon Musk, I think, is man, dude. Either... I I really wish the world as was as communist as as Republicans believed it to be. <laughs> See, I, right before we started recording, I just saw a tweet from Marco Rubio that said the the Democrat Party secretly controlled by far extreme leftists and Marxists. And I'm like, I wish, <laughs> I wish. But I think, you know, what's brilliant about Elon Musk, where we have to handle him, is he is great at painting pictures, controlling narratives, and especially, like, just dictating dialogue and, and rhetoric on um, online. He's yeah. really great on, on that. True. And I think even before this his drama with Twitter started, I think he saw a little bit of a way in to stir shit up and get his name out there and get a lot of... Um, I mean, his name was already out there, but just get a lot of um, decent exposure. And... So, it what I've seen on Twitter as this story's um, evolved is that more and more people have been like, wow, Twitter's unbelievable. Twitter really is trying to repress the truth, and Elon Musk is here to save the day, which is what he loves. That's the PR he's going for. And recently, these, like, two things coincided. So, Elon Musk went on one day, and he was like, he was like I've always been a, you know, he, he had that meme that he posted where he was like, oh, yeah, I used to be, like, center left and then the left got more extreme and pushed me into the right and you I know, didn't leave the and, center and the left right, the, 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 I the, didn't I didn't leave the I didn't leave the democrats they just went too far yeah, left and exactly and then he was like oh and all the right does is they never went further extreme they just post funny memes so of course I like them better and then he tweeted this thing that he was basically like said exactly pretty much what you said where he's like I've now I'm a republican now and uh, the Democrats... To the surprise of have, no one. Yeah, zero surprise there. The Democrats have become too divisive and hateful. Which, okay. They used, um, yeah, he said that they used to be the party of love and... And, and tolerance. Yeah. And now they're a party of hate and <clears throat> So division. much for the tolerant left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, so whatever. Make of that what you will. I'm not going to get into so that. So the, um, the deal is on pause. Yeah, but... There is this interesting thing that seemed to coincide around this story that's kind of made me a little suspect of the whole narrative that's forming here. And that's in the midst of this Elon Musk Twitter debacle and him coming out, you know, against, you know, the Democrat Party and saying that, oh, I've gone further right because of, you know, extreme hatred from the left or whatever. There is this weird thing that I'm, I'm like, this is too convenient for it to be coincidence i so, have i have something to add so, on. so you know project veritas yes uh, so real quick real quick on project veritas they are basically um a propaganda machine they basically go to different companies that are or you know like they'll like oh mm. we're interview a teacher and they'll get them drunk they'll it, but what they'll do is they'll over say what the person is so like in this particular one they'll be like oh chief uh uh twitter engineer right they'll yeah. say like something really important but he could just be honestly i have my assumptions so what they did here um, yeah but wait it, real quick let me just say they what they do these little exposés yes yeah, so, they so, so they do like so, so they do like these like fake like um like oh we caught these guys undercover yeah. but like it's really like it's really slanted. It's fishy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's very fishy, fishy as fuck. And this one's definitely very fishy because even when the guy started saying things, I'm like, come on, you, you expect me to believe that. They're so all communists. This was this 
somehow coincided with all the Musk drama about Musk, you know, and as this, as when this tweet broke out, I saw people retweeting the Project Veritas video being like, we need Musk now more than ever to save us from communist Twitter. Um, so <laughs> in Project Veritas, new, most recent expose, they're seated at some restaurant with a top senior engineer for Twitter. And they're interviewing this guy. Um, I don't remember his name. He was some Indian or Pakistani hold guy. Hold on, hold on. I need to salute Twitter. <laughs> the Twitter anthem. The glorious comrades of Twitter. <laughs> you know, if you brought Lennon back today and you showed him Twitter, he'd be like, this is exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> this was the Twitter, Bolshevik dream. The most communist organization I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> this is what exactly what the Bolsheviks had in mind. Twitter. <laughs> Stalin would have loved this. <laughs> Sorry, I had I had to I had to do a salute to my co- my communist comrades at Twitter. So in in this Project Veritas expose, and I use that term lightly, um, this senior engineer goes on and he's he's being secretly recorded. It's all completely candid, you know. Um, and so he goes on to say how he came to Twitter and he was not very political, but he's like, you work at Twitter and you can't help it but become more left. He's like, and he's like, I'm kind of left, but many of my coworkers are left, 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 left. He literally says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says. And then he says, goes on to say, Twitter is commie as fuck. Yeah. Twitter is commie as fuck. I don't think, and I'm like, look, maybe most of the employees there are more progressive or left-leaning in their own personal political ideologies. But to say the company, like they don't own, to be co- a communist company, it would have to be entirely owned yeah. by every single person. Yeah, poli- that's what I'm saying. Is, is there, Twitter. is there, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. Is there profit sharing? It's owned by Is there worker owned co-ops? <laughs> is there a, uh, is there a Twitter union even? It's owned by a board of shareholders. Yes. Literally the most capitalist fucking yeah, ownership dude. that exists. See, the thing is also but, is that the American understanding of ideology and just like you know where people lie on the spectrum is so stupid well, they only view it as you know there's democrats republicans mm-hmm. you know and then they're like anything that's to the left of democrats is communism mm-hmm. well it's, it's red baiting truly like i red baiting has existed since the invention of communism isn't it isn't it, isn't it funny how a lot of the times I, it astounds the, the, me that red baiting still works these days oh yeah it's such an old tacky you know, strategy to gain political favor with the public. And I, I'm astounded it still works today. And even as easy as just calling Twitter communist still works to, to further your political goals. Right. That level of red baiting that is still so successful astounds me. And that's yeah. essentially what this whole and story And a lot was. of the times the criticisms of communism will straight up just be capitalism. They'll mm-hmm. describe capitalism and they'll be like, see the, all this, this is the, like, you, you know, like the accidentally leftist mm-hmm. uh, memes on Twitter. Like a lot of the times, because Americans just don't have like the understanding Mm-hmm. Because of our school systems being trash, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. well, I think a lot of times what I see on Twitter is this big tie-in. So let, let me go on here. So this guy sorry, basically sorry. his expose. He basically calls Twitter communist. He says so. That's already conf- you know for for the people with their you know that are conservative and already believe this. It's just confirmation by strike. Like, oh, see, I told you so. They've been communists this whole time. 
Another thing they like to say is that uh, that Twitter employees don't work because also communism is when you don't work. Right, also. communism is communism when is poor. Socialism Wait, is, hold on, hold on. You sorry, don't work sorry. according to you know some of these people. You don't work. Communism is when poor. Communism you is don't work. no work. No, they take your money. They take your money. And they give it to a guy. Who's very lazy and never works. That's right. <laughs> That's communism. <laughs> they want to take homeless people and move them into your house. <laughs> and you got to go to work to pay for that. <laughs> so this is what he goes on to say this, that, you know, that most of his, that he only works four hours a week and that you can take a mental health day whenever you want, blah, 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 whatever. Basically feeding in more with the, you know, oh, red baiting essentially where, oh, you know, Twitter's with what especially what conservatives believe that Twitter is a it's communist it's run by leftists and uh, and none of the employees work which also I have no idea how they could keep Twitter going because there's True. one of the most traffic sites in the world and if nobody worked Twitter would be fucking down like that you right. know so anyways that's pretty much the gist of what Project Veritas um, expose did you know and so this happened to coincide with Elon Musk stuff so you know, in, well, are, in, are you going to mention at all the, the recent allegations that have kind of come out about him about? Well, we'll get to that. Let, right. let me wrap up a little bit here. Yeah, um, sorry. With, with just my final. Sorry, sorry. Opinion. I'm derailing. I'm sorry. It's all good. Um, So to me, it's just interesting and it's fishy how the Elon Musk Twitter debacle is going down. And then he comes out and he starts talking about how Democrats have gotten too extreme. And then all of a sudden that coincides with this. Very fishy suspect that probably if the guy is a real Twitter employee, he's either disgruntled or he's getting paid a lot to say the stuff that I think right. he was saying. Um, and especially the way he was talking, like, who the fuck talks like that? Even if your workplace was super leftist and super progressive, do you sit down and say, yeah, man, they're commie as fuck? That's, it, just does, it, it sounded scripted, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. But anyways, you know, so it coincides with this Project Veritas expose in which it's like, oh, Twitter's communist and nobody works, and they're censoring the right. That's a big thing. And that's, I think, a lot of people associate with communism as censorship. You know, and we sh communism isn't necessarily, um, you know, um, censorship isn't a part of communism, but unfortunately in history, the Soviet Union, authoritarianism yeah, is see, what and leads to censorship. And, that's, and, that's, and these communist governments of the past ended up being authoritarian dictatorships that's what led to the censorship, not inherently Marxism in right. itself leading and to I, censorship. And I think ultimately that's w what a lot of people get wrong when they talk about, like, you know, communism. Mm -hmm. Like, like remember um, in the primary, the uh, presidential primaries when um, there was, like, a Bernie was attacked because he said, I think that we can learn some lessons from Cuba mm -hmm. on healthcare mm -hmm. and China and schooling mm -hmm. and how they do that. And people lost their fucking minds. And they were like, oh, my God, you're supporting, you know, you know, Castro and you're supporting uh, you're supporting dictators. Mm -hmm. and he's like, look, I'm not saying he's like, I'm not saying authoritarianism is good. I'm just saying no one would say that th there are things that we can learn autocrats. from them and how they take care of the people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, look, I guess the, the main industry like so, you know, communism a lot of communist governments have also been authoritarian, which is what leads to oppression and, and censorship. Right. You know, but Marxism or socialism on its own is not is not supposed to be um, an oppressive censorship based, 
you know, um, it's it's actually like supposed to be like personal freedom. Yeah, exactly. Like you're ideally, f- ideally, yeah, ideally. But, um. Anyway, so I, the my main point I'm trying to make here is is I find it very very fishy, and and eyebrow raising that you know t- Elon Musk is having having this you know weeks drawn out you know battle with twitter that he's gonna buy it to make it free finally again he's gonna free twitter and he's gonna let donald trump back on and all the right-wing voices nobody will get censored anymore and then somehow that coincidentally is coinciding with this project veritas video at the same time twitter or elon musk is on this whole twitter rant and then i start seeing the retweets about about you know um about people retweeting the project veritas video then saying Elon, save us. Help us. Buy Twitter. We yeah. need you now more than ever to squash the oh, censorship. Dude, there's the so many sick The communist-based censorship of Twitter. We need you to come in and save us. You're our only hope. Save us, Elon yes. Musk. You're our only hope to, us, from Elon. the evil, tyrannical Twitter, communist-based yes, Twitter we are the communist <laughs> organization and, known as Twitter. And look, and so I will say it's just very fishy to me. And and like, so look, can, it, it could have been that Project Veritas heard this stuff about Elon Musk and then they wanted to get to the bottom of it and being the integral, integral journalist that they are, they did made a great piece. But I'm like, look, I, as somebody who wants to do journalism and I've been learning more about, about it, um, if you're going to make a statement with such extreme, if you're going to publish a piece with such extreme, like points, like, you know, conclusions that a, that an organization is communist and that they hate free speech, which is also what this guy said. You're going to want to at least take a few months, maybe more like half a year to a year if you're really a committed, true, yeah. um, you know, journalist. That's some big statements. So there's yeah. some big, they hate free speech yeah. and they want to, and, they, and they're communists. But yet they seem how, even if they, you know, just pump this out in a couple weeks, like if you're a, you know, honest journalist, that should be a piece you're spending months on. Yeah. Like that's a real claim you want to make. For ex- take, for example, like, remember... Uh, but yet co- they get it done in a week or two? That's Remember fishy. a while back we covered it when Channel 4 um, basically uh, got a lobbyist for oil companies, uh, like, posing for an interview. Oh, yeah. And, like, see, like, that's how... That's you know, good investigative mm. journals. This just reeks of, and that's what all project Veritas does. They, they, they go like, Oh, this teacher is openly a communist. And yeah. the, like, they're well, just, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is my, my I guess my main point here is they had a, they had a point that they, that they had a claim that they wanted to make and they just, you know, cons- orchestrated right, evidence and everything. To they fit they that. had a conclusion rather, and they worked backwards yeah, rather, from that. Exactly. Yeah. Rather than, you know, see, have a question and then investigate and then find your conclusion. They had the conclusion they, first. They Twitter's had, they communist had, they, and they hate free yeah. speech. And then they worked backwards to get all their so evidence wait, to fit I'm gonna that I'm going to ask you a different question. And it plays in super well with the Elon Musk all right, stuff. But let me, let me ask you a different question That's and then we'll, it. That's and we'll end it out. Yeah. But do you think Elon, like if this deal doesn't go through... Mm-hmm. Maybe he never even intended on buying Twitter. I don't like, think he did. Because no. because here's the thing. Like I said, e- Elon, like literally this should be written on his graves. Mm-hmm. Over promises, under delivers. Yeah. That's literally all he does. And so I could definitely see that he's just like, I just kind of wanted to be the center of attention he's for a little bit. He's got a messiah bit. complex too. Yeah. Oh, Mars colony, save the world. Oh, um, the hyperloop, save the world yeah. from traffic congestion. 
oh, uh, Tesla saved the world. Um, he, uh, SpaceX is especially, all, and now this Twitter purchase you know saved the world, saves free speech, defeat communism. He's he wants to be viewed as and a messiah. This, and this all goes back to our theory that everything ties back to Joe Rogan because <laughs> I think especially after that appearance, he, like he already <laughs> had a lot of sycophants, but then he got all the grug grug boys on and <laughs> like grug me Joe Rogan fan, me I like Elon Elon. Elon save a a, save Joe ape. Elon save Elon save ape and go to Mars. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's that's about that. So let's uh, let's switch. He's got a messiah complex. And Point he's is got it. an arm. Twitter thing, the Project is- Veritas expose and Elon Musk Twitter purchase plays in together perfectly. The synergy is too great to be just coincident, and I think. That it's all fucking, we're, they're all working together to promote certain areas. Twitter's communist, they hate free speech, and Elon Musk will save us all. That's my main point. So, I want to show you this clip. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Of our former president, George W. Oh, Bush. Yeah. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 75. Uh, so basically... George, George Bush, Bush is, just self-reported like a he motherfucker. He openly admitted the war crimes, essentially. He said the brutal, ta- the brutal invasion of Iraq. <laughs> I mean, Ukraine, Iraq. And then too. he says Iraq, Iraq too. too. He literally like doesn't even. He Insane. admits it. He's like, uh, I mean Iraq. I mean Ukraine. Iraq, Iraq too. too. <laughs> I'm seventy-five. I'm seventy-five. What, what are you gonna, gonna do? do to me? Bring me to the Hague? Try <laughs> me for the war crimes? <laughs> you get fifteen years out of me in a prison at best. <laughs> Um, Fool me once. This uh, this was this was straight up wild when I saw it. Mm. Um, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. I fucking the weird like George Bush got this weird like bump in popularity and like approval due to Donald Trump because right, Donald because Trump was he, so be, outlandish. He, and he would, before that, George he became Bush a was, part of this group of conservatives that are never Trump yeah, Republicans, the, yeah, the also known as rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> I almost hate them more than I hate the rest of them. Yeah, no, they're worse. You know what? They're worse because they're just trying to be like, see, yeah, we're not as just, bad yeah, as it them. Feels, it feels like performative. We're not as bad as yeah, those yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. They're just milking it. Yeah, they're no, they're the worst. And you know, like Liz Cheney was mm, another one of Romney, those. Yeah, yeah. And George and, Bush because, and he loves it because his he left the White House with disgrace. like a, yeah, in disgrace essentially. Econ- war, brutal wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Two thousand eight economic collapse. Economic collapses. Mortgage crisis. Uh, housing crisis. Um, you know, fucking Hurricane Katrina. FEMA, all that George bullshit. Bush don't care about black people. <laughs> you know, so he left like being like with as the American public had in mind, probably the most r- awful president in recent memory. You yeah. Know? Oh, but don't, for, don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. At also at the end of his presidency too, like they were already like being like the WMD shit was bullshit, right? And there he was like, 
I'll never tell. It <laughs> <laughs> was never the yellow cake. See, refined yeah, the, uranium. Uh, the yellow cake. You know what's <laughs> funny? I, I, I do. You know what's another one of my favorite clips is the one where he's like uh, torture. Don't yeah, forget no, about the torture. Oh yeah, and enha- no, sorry, Zach. Enhanced interrogation. Enhanced tactics. interrogation. <laughs> We like to call it in Texas a, a little bit of enhanced interrogation. <laughs> Wait, hold on. This is this is one of my favorite. I never forget that the George Bush presidency started with him choking on a pretzel while watching March Madness. That's true. <laughs> hold on one sec. About the latest suicide bombers in uh, uh, in Israel. Um, for those who yearn for peace in the Middle East, for those in the Arab lands, for those in Europe. For those all around the world who yearn for peace, we must do everything we possibly can to stop the terror. There are a few killers who want to stop the peace process that we have started, and we must not let them. For the sake of humanity, for the sake of the Palestinians who suffer, for the sake of the Israelis who are under attack, we must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. So, Bush has always been the the master of the gaffe. I mean, just after that, he's like, we must stop terrorist attacks and watch his draft. <laughs> when he was president, like those gaffes were like super frequent. Like I said, his his presidency started Yeah, fool fool me once. <laughs> Shame Wait, on well, you. Well, there's that one. Fool me. Can't get fooled again. Uh, it goes uh, it goes like this. Uh, there's an old have, saying in Tennessee. Texas, uh, there we have this old saying in Texas. Uh, maybe we you have it here in Tennessee. I, I don't know. Maybe it goes uh, uh fool me once. Uh, shame on you. Uh, fool me twice. Uh, uh, a fool can't get fooled more than once. <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes like, fool, can't get fooled again. <laughs> anyway, but... Th- no, his gas were super common. He would, like, you know, t- like, misspeak like that a lot. But this is one that's, like, th- this one, honestly, maybe it's a little bit because it's just so recent, but this one feels like the ultimate one. Well, because he's, like, basically, like, one of the main accusations levied against him since he's left office that you launched a wholly unjustified, brutal invasion of Iraq, which is, you know, and, and you're basically a war criminal because of that, you know, and, and the things True. that occurred, torture and bombing and, you know, all the devastation, you know, that's been like probably one of the main accusations levied at him since he left office. And now here he was talking about Putin, who's launching a war that, that could, maybe one could consider fairly similar to Iraq, you know, <laughs> you know. And, and he's there, and he's talking about one man's decision uh, to, to launch a wholly brutal and, and, and violent and unjustified invasion of, of Iraq. I mean, Ukraine. Yeah. And then he literally says, yeah. he literally says right after that, he says, Iraq, too. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's I, crazy. He, I think like, for I, even if it is a gaffe, yeah, it's a gaffe. It's like almost one where it's like, duh, like it's it's like a Freudian slip thing, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I think uh, it especially hits because of, um, what was it? It was, I think it was in 2021 when it was the 20 the 20th anniversary of 9-11, mm-hmm. Where a lot of documentaries started coming out being like, hey, 
this might have been a result of blowback. This might have been a result of, you know, this. What do you mean? I'm just saying that, you know, Bush Mm-hmm. wasn't just like, you know, like a lot, because after 9-11 happened, Bush's approval rating went through the roof. Yeah. He started, you know, kicked off the war. I remember I heard this thing uh, one time where, I don't know if it was an interview or what, but they were saying, you know, behind closed doors, Bush's cabinet and whatnot, when they were trying to decide where to go, where to invade, they were like, we could, we had so much fer- ferocious and, and, like, war-lusting support from the American public, they're like, we could have invaded anywhere in the world that's at that point wild. and had support yeah. behind it. Yeah. That's and straight we could have gone wild. to Israel. We could have gone to Egypt. We could have gone to fucking anywhere in the world. But why did they go to Iraq? U.S. business interests. Opium. But, yeah, no... Uh, I just, I think that because a lot of these documentaries come out, like, negative of the Bush presidency during that time, especially, mm. I think... Well, yeah, years removed after 9-11, after the dust settled, and we start seeing the images and hearing the stories of Iraq, we're like, hang on a second, like, why are we in Iraq? Osama bin Laden is fucking God knows where. Yeah. You know, he was not we're, in we're, Iraq. He was in, like, Pakistan, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, he was in pa- a U.S. ally. Yeah. yeah and, uh... <laughs> And, you know, so the U.S. was wrong on both fronts, Afghanistan and Iraq. And people, like, after, like, after a year or two removed, they're like, wait, wait a second. Saddam's gone. Saddam's been executed. And now there's, now we're fighting, like, a war against this in Islamic insurgents. Like, why the fuck are we doing this? For freedom? Yeah. The neocon excuse <laughs> People that we may or may not have propped up ourselves. <laughs> 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 the brave right. Mujahideen. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's crazy and it's wild and it's just like kind of one of those things where it's weird to hear him say it. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's like, even, it's all- even as a gaff, yeah, it is, it's weird, but it's, it's, and it's hilarious, but it's also like, there it fucking is. There it is. Finally. Yeah. They've said it. Like his, yeah. him, a rep- it's George Bush, he's fucking finally said it, that it was wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he knows it was a, it was a Freudian slip. Yeah, gaff or not. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, but we just wanted yeah, to. Yeah, war t- in Iraq. I think, I don't know if anybody listening here thinks that was a justified war. If we have anybody listening that, would that be has wild. any justification for the Iraq war, like, please fucking email us and let us fucking Yeah, know. please let me know what rumor, <laughs> when, what went wrong. <laughs> or why, why it was justified in any way, how that shit could have been justified for anything other than U.S. business interests. 100%. So, um, the, yeah, so that was wild. We just wanted to touch on that a little okay. bit. Um, you got any other, anything else on that? No. Okay. So real quick, not really like, you know, a whole aside. I just kind of wanted to shout it out because, you know, I like shouting out, um, uh, workers movements, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Raven. Twitter uh, finally got their worker weekly hours down from four hours to two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Raven software, um, unionized, uh, it makes it the first union for Activision Blizzard and the second formal union in the U.S. video game industry. Tip, And also, if you know anything about the video game industry, they engage in a lot of shitty, shitty practices such as crunch where they make people like work for like hours and hours and hours on end. Um, 
You have you ever heard of that that term yes, crunch? Yeah, no, you've yeah. told me this before. Yeah, and it's it's wild. So um basically is uh started in December after twelve QA employees were informed that it would be laid off in January. The QA workers started staged a walkout that morphed into a five week long strike, which basically allowed them to um mobilize with the developers and form the f- first one of the first gaming unions which i think is cool yeah. i think it's cool and you know like i said i i hope i see like i mean if you think about it you know video games is like a booming industry yeah like it's booming tons of people are playing and buying video games it's a billions of dollar industry you know yeah you know, it was only a matter of time before you know i think w- workers in you know, programmers, coders, graphic designers, yeah. whatever. I don't exactly know the the it's work almost, that goes into making a video game. The, the workers' momentum, though, that we've seen, especially over the past year, has been some of the only good news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, straight up. Yeah. Like, it's been some of the only, like, good news as far as, like, people being like, no, I don't deserve to be just yeah. treat, like, like treated like a cog. like we said before on this show, like, yeah, coming out of the pandemic, like, nobody wants to just go back to the same fucking grind for little reward. You know, people are like, fuck that. We just live to a fucking... have more self-worth. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, you know, you come back and you're like, people, I think, look at their jobs and they're like, we just lived through a global calamity and you expect us to just come back here and fucking work the same hours for the same, you know, pittance of pay. Right. You know, it's like, no, we fucking know that we, you know, can yeah. demand more and leverage more now. Yeah. And to get what we're owed and what we, you know, deserve. It's so, pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Nah, Maybe just, we'll see this happening more and more in the video game. I hope so. It's a relatively like, you know, compared to other industries, even within the entertainment industry, it's a relatively young, you know, field true, and true, industry. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, slowly over time we'll probably see more and more yeah. you know, uh workers. But the more we the more we see this across different industries, I think the better the better outcome it will be for mm-hmm. all us wage slaves. <laughs> wage slaves, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh, another thing I kind of wanted to touch on, I thought it was really funny. In the past week, I want to talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Jordan B. Peterson. Okay. <laughs> uh, he basically um, popped off because there was a woman named Yumi New who uh he's on twitter a fuck ton let me just say that i follow him on yeah, twitter he's not because i agree with him is, yeah not because i agree with him or anything but i think it's just funny to see what he posts and and stuff and see what the yeah. people that like follow him are saying and he tweets fucking like i remember one time i was trying to show somebody a tweet of his that he had tweeted earlier in the day and i had to scroll for like a few good minutes of scrolling the fucking find it he tweets like constantly like nonstop, yeah. and it really seems like it's him, not like a PR team doing it. Like it, it definitely seems like it's him. He's on Twitter yeah. all the fucking time. And that's his main outlet. <laughs> yeah. And he just spends all day venting on there. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why are they doing this? <laughs> um. So he said. Uh, so this so woman Yumi is Yumi is a, a plus size model. Yeah. Um. She's pretty. She's, she's got a very pretty face. She's got a very pretty face. She's pretty, and, and she's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Right. And she's not that big either. Like I said. No. Her. Like she's she's like what you would call thick, thicker. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
And um, she's not like it's not like whoa, that's yeah. a fat lady. Yeah, you know? no, it's just like a you a know thick, a thicker thick woman. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. Authoritarian tolerance. That's like an oxymoron, dude. It straight up is. Authoritarian tolerance. Yeah. I've noticed this with his tweets before. Like, he just, like, kind of, like, verbally vomits. Like, he's just, it's just a lot of word vomit. And I've read his tweets before, like, trying to make sense of it. Like, I want to understand what what he believes and why he's so popular the way he is and i'll read his shit and I'm like this is so nonsensical it's just like verbal salad and bullshit and i think his his real skill is baiting people that aren't that smart and, he's and like a big see, brain for yeah, right wing politics well yeah exactly but i think people that follow him and like you know admire him He's, he has had, from what I've, and I've told you this before, and before he became political, his earliest work, the book Maps and Meeting, which was published oh. in the late 90s, was actually well received by his peers. And they're all like, this is an interesting take on like how belief influences identity oh, and you know, Funny enough, I have a quote of Maps and Meeting yeah. that I found on Twitter the other day. Yeah. I think you might find interesting. Hmm. Can, should I? Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. I dreamed I saw my maternal grandmother sitting by a, the bank of a swimming pool that was also a river. In real life, she had been a victim of Alzheimer's disease and had regressed before her death to a semi-conscious state. In the dream as well. Sounds like she, a Muppet's talking to me. <laughs> he is a Muppet. Telling you a touching story. She had lost her capacity for self-control. Her genital reason was exposed, dimly, had the appearance of a thick mat of hair. She was stroking herself absent-mindedly. She walked over to me with a, a handful of dream. pubic hair, compacted into something resembling a large artist's paintbrush. She pushed this at my face. I raised my arms several times to deflect her hand. Finally, unwilling to hurt her or intervene with her any farther, I let her have her way. She stroked my face with a brush and gently said, like a child, isn't it soft? I looked at her ruined face and said, yes, grandma, it's soft. That's an actual quote. Weird. From Maps of Meaning. I would like to know the context of why he was telling that story, but anyways, not for right now. <laughs> I know. I just, <laughs> I just had found that quote, and I'm I was serious, dying. So, like his peers and, and and critics, like that's a well received early okay, work. But can we just not? Can we just not acknowledge that it's that's weird. an insane thing? To, yeah. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely like terrifying. <laughs> you know, I've had some weird dreams too before, but nothing ever that fucking yeah. strange. Um, um, but, um, I will say like what I was saying is, is that when I, when I read his tweets and I listen to him, cause I've really wanted to earnestly know like what it is like that, that people draws find. people. Yeah. Down. Yeah. And I think, you know, and this is going to sound maybe pretentious of me to say, but like, honestly, he talks so fucking like flowery. Ver yeah. Flowerly, verbosely, um, and he sounds smart. He sounds deep and smart when he talks. But when I really start to read it, I'm like, and I'll read it over and over and over again. And it never fucking really makes that much sense. And it's like, remember when we watched no. the Shapiro? And, yeah, and where they like, give the best like, the best dating advice yeah, that y'all ever received. And, and Jordan Peterson. And, and like, you listen to it and you're like, what the fuck are they even talking about? Like, this makes no sense. It's like long, meandering, verbose nonsense. And it just, I think 
that if they you started talking about the Bible, I, I think that if you if you're somebody who maybe doesn't go a little deeper on the surface, I think it's pretty and it sounds sexy and it sounds smart. So I think if you're somebody, you know, and not to sound pretentious, but if you hear his, hear his babble and you and you're not somebody who who thinks you know, who dives a little deeper into try and make better sense of it. It sounds sexy and pretty. And and then it, it might fulfill whatever, especially if you're somebody who's a young guy looking for some type of direction and a mentor and meaning you hear something like this. And you're like, wow, that's somebody who's deep. Who's got it figured out, who sees through the matrix, so to speak, you know, in some way. But I feel like even if you are that guy, like it, you either hit a certain point where you grow out of it or you just never developed the mental faculties yeah. to kind of decipher his fucking nonsense because really he, at the end of the day yeah. like read that read the tweet that we're talking about again what the fuck is authoritarian tolerance sorry not beautiful and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is gonna change that like that doesn't make any like what the fuck are you talking about what yeah. authoritarian tolerance he, no he, is there is the, all of a sudden well, is he the government also he, run by an authoritarian dictatorship that also is at the same time paradoxically very tolerant and forcing big women what? onto you is that your point is that the statement he's trying to make because that's not what's happening i'm sorry to disappoint you, Jordan Peterson, but the government is not forcing big. F- I could big not women. get hard, and therefore <laughs> no one can tell me she is pretty. <laughs> the government is. I not- tried jerking it to her, and I just simply could not get it out. The government is not forcing fat chicks on you. I, I don't. It makes zero sense. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, like someone has a gun to his head. Is like motherfucker, jerk off to this shit. <laughs> like, so I was telling you so that, that he's I- also real quickly been known at online as the incel pope (laughs) that's not surprising look i think look i think he could have made it a point and if he wants to say hey look i don't i don't dig this girl on this cover of sports illustrated which who gives a fuck who the fuck reads sports illustrated first off i don't give a fuck but let me let me say this sports illustrated model other than you me the reason that they do this is because this is what reactionary conservatives oh, it's do. Culture war stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's pure culture war stuff, and this the SI mm-hmm. swimsuit mo- swimsuit edition has been notoriously like uh, uh, something because they see it as like an institution, mm-hmm. and you know how much conservatives love institutions. Mm-hmm. The institution, you know. So they see this as like, oh, you're trying to force some kind of progressive bullshit that I just don't do. Some progressive ideal of, you know, bad acceptance or whatever. Right. Because he's been on this for a good minute since he got, since he posted this on Twitter and then got dragged for it. He's been on fat people stuff for a fucking minute dude yeah. like he's been on it since then probably still interestingly now. enough I and want- some of his cohorts like this guy god sod oh you yeah know, makes yeah. videos in support saying oh yeah fat people <clears throat> are actually unhealthy uh, duh. Like, yeah and we- he's and, and yeah yeah and uh, and again i want to say she's not that fat she's, no she's, she's not she's just at most yeah. maybe at the <clears throat> most extreme you could call her a chunky you would not call her fat, no. I mean, but here's... Look, I will tell you what I think could have made this a better right. tweet that would have made me laugh. Of course, he would never tweet anything like this because it doesn't fit his public persona, you know, that he curates. Um, but he could have gotten a laugh out of me and I would have been like, yeah, I agree. 
if he like saw that like whatever Jordan Peterson let's just say hypothetically he's an avid a- avid reader of Sports Illustrated he gets it he gets it every month he loves it oh boy and then he says, I love Sports Illustrated I love, I love the, the boobies models <laughs> and, the uh, boobies <laughs> remind me of beautiful every Greek mo- goddesses that morning. adorn the capital of Athens <laughs> every morning when I'm on the toilet I love to just flip through my most recent sports illustrated edition boy (laughs) does nothing bring me more joy (laughs) but look if he quote tweeted this picture like he did and instead of saying his nonsensical verbal diarrhea if he just said no fat chicks please that would have gotten a laugh out of me, and I think less backlash. Yeah, okay. than like, what the like fuck even he said. like you just saying it, like I'm just like smiling because in my heart I know it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. If he, okay, but if he just wanted to say it, if he saw this, he got his edition for this month. He's like, oh boy, I can't wait to see what the sexy swimsuit model of the month. Oh my god, it's a fat chick. You yeah. Know? But, and if he just took that to Twitter and he tweeted it out, and he's like, no fat chicks, please, and that was it. That would have gotten a laugh out of me, and I think less ire from everybody. So, so can can I read some of the from his fans, which is, I yeah. find is the most interesting how they responded to it. I'm a huge fan of like, yours, and I and I'm always getting my young adult sons and daughters to watch your videos. Mm-hmm. I've even gifted your self authoring course, but I have to disagree. Beauty is subjective. You can be older and or heavier and still be beautiful. Is it standard beauty? No. So, like, you know, there's also people saying, like, oh, this looks like my wife, and mm. I th- think my yeah, wife's yeah, beautiful. I, I was seeing that when I was yes. reading through some so, of the quote tweets here's and another comments one. in it. Yeah. I love you so much, JP, but that broke my heart. I'm a mother of four with a body that much resembles this beautiful woman. I'm rarely offended and agree with you most always, mm-hmm. but I am hopeful that when my husband tells me my body is beautiful that I can believe him. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's that's you know yeah. that's that's coming from a yeah. real place. Yeah. That's coming from a real place. And he, and they're right. They're right. Like like straight up like you know, you like you can straight up just be like, "Hey, you know, she's not my type." Mm-hmm. But you can or still Or you could just say no fat chicks, please. And it's just a funny quip. And and, yeah. you, and it just comes off and you could at the end of the day back out really you're easily trying and be to like, get I'm shit. just joking. You're I'm trying joking. to you're trying to get shit. Like mm-hmm. what Jordan Pearson does, he's trying to be a, a reactionary online. He's just trying Culture to get, bullshit, yeah, man. yeah, trying to get people to be upset at him because mm-hmm. that's ultimately how he get, he retains his clout, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, yeah, if he would have done something funny, at least he could be like, all right, at least it was yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then even if people did get mad, it's I think it's, there's an easy backup to just be like, hey, look, no I just, amount of I authoritarian just, yeah. tolerance is going to change that, that part. That sorry, the the, the whole wording of it, sorry, not beautiful. Well, he doesn't even have to because even if people are like, no, that is beauty. He's like, okay, that's beauty in your opinion, but I no fat chicks here. Or if he said something like the famous uh, fat chicks are like a scooter, they're fun to ride, but you don't want your friends to see you on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just there's like so some... many like in a way like the older like fat jokes are a bit more tame than just saying this weird fucking statement because then you can back out easily and say hey hey it's not my type you know like you said it's not my type and i just made kind of an insensitive joke here you know whatever you know but no he goes on this weird fucking you know meandering nonsense to say a whole lot of nothing like to basically his main point like you saying is like oh you know the tolerance the forced tolerance of the leftist institutions blah 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 culture war bullshit and you know 
That's yeah. that's what's upsetting about it to me is that they use this kind of stuff for like political clout and political, you know, outrage to fuel outrage, right. you know, and and it could just be something that you just make a funny joke about. Everybody wants to be a t-shirt salesman. <laughs> you could just <laughs> you could just make a funny joke about fat people and like look, I I do somewhat, you know, you know, I I don't have any problem with body positivity bullshit and whatever but like you know sometimes i do think people can be a little bit overly sensitive about quote-unquote fat shaming and stuff and i'm like hey you know like yeah being fat isn't uh, isn't healthy it isn't a healthy lifestyle and you're more likely sure. to be at risk for diseases and stuff this girl's not that fat though her no, body weight not. is not a risk she's to not. her health no you know when i think fat i think morbidly obese she looks you know? healthy and she, i think honestly. that is something that should maybe be like you know okay if you're morbidly obese like you should take care of that you know and you shouldn't just yeah. be like oh, oh i'm okay with this because i'm beautiful no like better yourself look, definitely look, and that's what jordan peterson has always been big look, on this as, girl just as, has a bigger a, chunkier body a, her she's not morbidly obese I wouldn't even call her as, a as at a fa- all. As a fat, I just I, I might have to ask you mm-hmm. not to. Am I fat shaming you right no, now? No, you're go- you're going into fat people's business, <laughs> and you have no oh, right. Yeah. You have thin oh, yeah. privilege, <laughs> all right? Thin privilege. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I know all the buzzwords. All right, well, we're running low on time, right, so we want to kind of get to some of our other stories sure. quickly. Um, not quickly, but we'll just like we'll touch on this. Mm-hmm. Um. On a little bit of a darker tone, mm. um, we're kind we're in as of this day we're recording on May twenty fifth. Where uh, there was basic there was another mass shooting. Well, it was yesterday on the twenty fourth, technically. But yes, it's past midnight. Yes, yes. We're, yes. we're night owls. We're recording. We're night late. owls. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, it's basically Sandy Hook. Again, yeah, it has a lot of the same feelings. I mean, it ha- it's it happened at an elementary school, and this is following a white supremacist mass shooting in Buffalo. In Buffalo, yeah, yeah. I, they I th- killed eight people. Yeah, uh, ten. Ten. Yes, in a supermarket, one that was specifically targeted towards yes. black people. Right. The shooter left behind a white nationalist manifesto talking about the you know white genocide and the he had the N word on his gun. He had fourteen eighty eight. He was signifying all the yeah. shit. He yeah. was definitely a white nationalist neo Nazi. Yeah. And he went in specifically targeting black people. This one today, even just... in the video, and it's something that you actually had mentioned was mm-hmm. when he was like because he was live streaming this he live streamed on twitch i think in on other platforms for like well on other platforms i think he like was able ran longer like facebook that don't have as good moderation for their live but twitch like caught it like at like 20 minutes but he was live streaming it and at one point he uh is like going through this uh supermarket and basically he comes across a white guy and he he like apologizes yeah. and then like moves on from him looking for black people. Mm-hmm. Pretty dark. Pretty pretty brutal. pretty brutal. Pretty yes. fucking racist too. Yeah, well, like hourly. Yeah. And now now and that guy for the, also was arrested by the police. The true. guy today, you know, it was the suicide by cop thing right. where he killed himself. True. And but yeah, the darkest thing. It was an eighteen year old kid in ooh, both situations. What's the name of the city. Um, it's like uh, Uvalda, Uvalde, 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 Uvalde t- Texas. Yes. At um, 
I don't remember the name of the elementary at, school. Uh, Rob Elementary. The guy was 18 years old, though. It doesn't seem like it was motivated by, like, anything race-related or political-based. or It was not an act of, quote-unquote, terrorism. Yeah. But this seems... It was definitely more in the lines of Adam Lanza, where there's no clear reason why. You know, like, Adam Lanza, nobody fucking knows why to this day yeah. why he did what he did. Why he went into Sandy Hook and murdered, you know, 20 children. And nobody knows. There were the Vegas shooter, too. There was no, like, right. clear... There's no manifesto of And those are it. the scariest those, ones, yeah, if you ask me. And, and people don't even know what to make of it. The easy, you know, answer that you hear a lot that I even have a hard time believing now is like, oh, mental health, mental health. I'm like... Well, yeah, that plays a, a part. That plays... I, I, I that, think I know? think it plays a part, and I think that the inadequacies of our, our health system to take care of people, mm-hmm. like... You know, you even brought up the, what was it, the San Ysidro? Yeah, which we uh, talked about on a recording yeah. on our Falling Down one. Yeah. yeah, and you talked about how, like, the guy basically, he called a psych line for mm-hmm. help. I think that a lot of these people, there should be some kind of resource in school to, like, reach out to trouble kids. Because mm-hmm. there's always going to be some yeah. of them. Yeah, and, but I mean, like, there's mentally ill people around the world. But oh yeah, they, they don't see mass true. shootings in schools nearly as often. Look, th- that's the thing is that it's something that happens so often, but something that we still like. We're like, okay, most of them are done by young white men. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this guy's Hispanic. Yes, this record. guy's Hispanic. Um, and. And they're already, like I said, they're already, like, revving up the narrative that this is because of illegal immigration. He was born in America. He was born in America. Um, He's a U.S. citizen. That's right. I think, you know, a lot of it, I think about Columbine a lot, right? So when I was younger, um, you know, I'll share this story, so no judgment. When I was younger, I fell into the trap of kind of lionizing the Columbine shooters, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. And, you know, because, you know, being a being me when I was a teenager, I definitely felt outcasted and kind of like out of place and hated the preps and the jocks of my high school. And, like, right. I, you know, kind of felt more goth or whatever, you know, and, and I fell into that tra- entrapment of lionizing and romanticizing the Columbine shooters. Oh, they were the outcast goth kids who were bullied and they finally got their day of revenge. That is not the case at no. all of who the Columbine shooters were. And it's not the case of any of these shooters. They are bloodthirsty bullies at their core yeah. and the columbine shooters and people that knew them in high school would talk about them who used the, like, who used the guise of being a victim yeah, to exactly. to bully and they people when they talk about these shooters the people that knew them before the shooting will be like oh yeah they were fucking like the columbine shooters were not were were they were the bullies they were the bullies they yeah. they were obsessed with violence and it's not because of video games or what you or Marilyn Manson or KMFDM you know or any music they listen to or or Doom the video game series they were violent assholes and I think there's just this fixation and obsession in American culture and it's always been there with like. There's a connection between like violence and and masculinity. There's, right. I mean, there's a reason why all these mass shooters are always guys, right? Yeah. How often is there a woman mass shooter? I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, it's the same. It's the same reason why there hasn't been many uh, female serial serial killers. Yeah. You know, and it's just uh, yeah. I can't think of a single. I I think that there's this. Strange connection between, like, violence and masculinity, and I think that a lot of these mass shooters, the ones that are tough to explain, like Columbine or or Lanza or whoever, I think that, especially when there's no, like, you know, neo-Nazi connection to it, I think that 
they connect violence with masculinity and they're super hyper hyper insecure they're hyper insecure and and uh, think uh think uh elliot rogers the isla right. vista the santa barbara shooter the distinguished you know, he, young he gentleman was, yeah he was they're they're wholly narcissistic the columbine shooters were for sure massively narcissistic and i think all these shooters are very ego e- e- they're egomaniacs they're incredibly narcissistic and they're hyper insecure too on top of that you know so they're obsessed with themselves but they also hate themselves i think right and and there's this weird connection i think in america between violence and guns and 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 being strong and powerful with being a man so i think they're looking to fill this void of insecurity this inadequacy with some great act of like you know violence to fulfill this void of insecurities that they have that's definitely what i believe the, the reso- why the columbine shooters who ha- were who they were was they massively narcissistic but also hyper insecure and they needed to have a, a moment where they you know proved to themselves you know that they were that they were strong tough guys or whatever right. and they could you know handle business or fucking whatever and i think that this is probably I, I think that's the case with a lot of these people and you know on top of being you know definitely like you, there's a lot of people in the world too that are narcissistic and and very insecure but they don't commit mass genocide so i definitely think there is an I, edge I see of what like, you're getting um, at I, I, there's definitely like an edge, I think, of like, um, you know, just being unhinged too. You know, um, it, it it doesn't seem like this guy had said he killed his grandma prior to committing this. So, my guess is this guy probably was raised by his grandma, um, you know, and probably didn't have the most stable upbringing. So there's probably a lot of factors at play, and of course. I don't know if we can go on talking this song about it without at least acknowledging that maybe this guy shouldn't have access to firearms. Yeah. Well, you know? uh, it, I think I'm not going to turn it into a second amendment fucking debate or gun yeah. control, but like this dude, it said on his 18th birthday, went out and purchased these firearms that right. he committed this. He, I think, I think with. he bought it online. Yeah. And, and so he bought it online. There definitely is a question like, okay, like, you know, the, you know, you know the gun culture and and the obsession with violence in America isn't going to go away overnight. Man, what what gun companies have done to just inherently ingrain um, gun ownership and like personality and like what they gun guys are. Oh, that maybe comes there in some gun guys that becomes their entire fucking personality. Right. Like that fills the void. They're empty inside, and and they're super insecure. And they need something to fill that void and feel like a man. So you buy a bunch of guns, and that becomes your entire identity. Yeah. And your identity is wrapped up with these guns, and you got them everywhere. You're obsessed with the guns. You're going to want to fucking use it. And if you're an unhinged fucking maniac, then it results in a mass shooting, I think. you know. So you know the insecurities and the mental issues are going to be there. That's not an easy fix, but I think... You know, and without turning it into a Second Amendment debate, you know, and, and I, you know, I definitely think they're... You know, there has to be a, a bigger conversation about, like, firearm access in our country. Yeah, but that'll you know? never happen. Um, but I, I definitely think, like, the quickest band-aid for this problem, it's not going to go away overnight. Um, but I think probably the quickest band-aid we have is at least restricting how easy it was for this. This kid should not have had access to guns. If you yeah. believe this is a mental health issue, why would somebody who's as mentally ill and unstable as this kid was have access to firearms come on like yeah the the most upset one of the most upsetting things about it to me too is 
I'm not even like that surprised, but I'm numb to it now. Every time yeah. I hear these news of mass shootings, I'm fucking numb to it now, bro. It's it scares me how numb I am to it. Like this is a massive atrocity. Twenty fucking children dead. It's, the, it's um yeah. Twenty fucking children dead. Yeah, to, and I'm. Uh, I'm more I'm more disturbed with my own reaction to it. Yeah, when I told I'm you today and you were and, and you were like you were you were like what? Like I was like, Oh, did yeah. you hear like there was a, like a Sandy? Yeah, I didn't even to, know till yeah. a couple hours ago. Yeah, and you were just like you like weren't like like disturbed or shy. you were just like, Yeah, that's part for the course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's to me also like fairly disturbing and that this is such a common occurrence in america and that we've kind of just come to accept it as a, as a reality a, a danger of that's living in dark. our country that's dark and i'm fucking and even me somebody who i i like to think of myself as a more empathetic person is fairly numb to this news when it breaks and yeah. I'm like, I, I was just kind of a shoulder shrug and i'm like well nothing's gonna change nothing's gonna happen because nothing ever does fucking change if if sandy hook couldn't change anything what the fuck is this one going to change anything? Yeah, the, are we going like, to at least have a conversation in, about the guns? in the wake of Parkland? The only thing that got passed was like an incentive for teachers to basically undergo gun training, mm-hmm. and you know, no, like uh, you know, uh, more guns, Some more guns, more guns, yeah. basically. Yes, yes. Just throw more fire onto the fire. Yeah, <laughs> and like straight up, like you think these teachers like. Even if they're a disciplined shooter, you know, a disciplined owner, mm. gun owner, you think these teachers are like in a moment where there's like someone shooting up the school, they're gonna be like, "All right, time to go in." Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, like, th- like because something like that, when when a like a mass shooting is going on, it's like a visceral feeling. You yeah. know, it's. I mean, you never react the way you think you're gonna react in a, in a moment of crisis and and, and panic. You never react the way you think you're gonna react, and, yeah. I, and I'm saying that based off personal experience. Like you can have your fantasies all day about you saving the day, running in, being bold and fucking being brave the good guy with a gun, sacrificing yourself. Yeah, being the good guy with a gun. When shit actually hits the fan and everything's split second decisions, I'm telling you, you never react the way you think you're gonna react, yeah. and it's usually you're usually left disappointed with how you reacted. Yeah, you know, and you'll probably get get shot. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or you shoot somebody you didn't mean to shoot. Yeah. Or you just fucking chicken out and don't do anything and you freeze up or, you know, whatever. Yeah, which is understandable as well. But, like, you know, it's 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 just frustrating because, like, yeah, the solution seems like, yeah, more guns. More guns. And you just at least need to have a look. look this look, kid look, should not have had access to guns. I'm not against yeah. taking guns away and getting rid of them. I'm not no. for, I'm not for any anything like um, to get too extreme but we at least need to have a bit more of a stringent process like you know a majority a you, you know gotta what? be able to you gotta you get know licensed what? and you got it and there has to be a process you know it. There's it can't a- just be browsing online fucking getting a magazine to your door or whatever and then having it shipped to you the next fucking day you know um uh like a majority of americans support uh background checks for firearms yeah it's like it's like it's, not it's, it's like the same it makes sense it's like it's like the same thing with like the abortion issue right there's just like a very vocal minority right who just is non-stop but like the majority of people like agree with like you know hey yeah people should have abortions it's the same fucking thing it's the same and it's just 
And it just sucks because you know what I, I'm I'm I was thinking about this. I, and I've been upset in times before after previous mass shootings and argued with friends about gun control. Yeah. Now I don't I don't even entertain those arguments because I'm so fucking numb to it. It just feels like nothing's gonna change. Yeah. Nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it sucks, dude. And it's really I mean, like straight up, it, there has been um, a a ton of just mass shootings this year in general. Um. We had two high-profile ones within the span of two weeks. That's less crazy. Than two weeks, yeah. And you know, I, it's like when it starts getting hotter. Oh yeah, yeah. everybody knows that. It's true across the board. Crime, violent crime, is higher in in the hotter months. Right. So, it's it's enjoy wild. this bloody summer coming up. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 dark, man. It's really, really. There's already been 198 mass shootings in two, tw- 2022. <laughs> Damn, we're barely halfway through the year. I heard. I heard. I saw this one. Uh, it was like a video on CNN. It was like, it takes. It took like a CNN anchor five, like four minutes to like read out all of the names of victims mm. of mass shooting of mass shootings. Do you, do you, let me ask you a personal question. Sure. Do you ever get nervous going to things nowadays? Like sometimes like even when I'm just in the mall, I'm like a shooting could just happen. Yeah. I could be caught up in one of these. Yeah. I mean, like I still go out and I live my life. I'm not fucking like agoraphobic. No, or no, no. You have to. It won't like, prevent. You ever go it... to like a big show, a concert, a festival, even to the fucking mall or the movies and think yeah. in the back of your mind, a little bit like a yeah, mass shooting could fucking happen well yeah like, there was the aurora shit your family your your sisters your parents go out somewhere and you know i mean like, it's hard not yeah. to have that anxiety but in, straight, in america these days you know straight up like i i think but here's the thing is that yeah there's the people who are killed and that's terrible but like especially these kids the kids who weren't fucking killed and were around like their classmates and shit that were like shot up. Do you think they get tomorrow off? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna be fucked up because yeah. because like and I I remember like hearing that like uh there was like there was a guy who was talking about this story. He's like in the wake of of Newtown, um, Sandy Hook. Yeah, yeah. Sandy Hook. Uh, that uh the kids would say monkey if they were starting to think about the the mass shooting really? like and if they were getting like anxious in class they would say monkey 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 pox <laughs> <laughs> but no but they like and that's fucked dude that's so fucked and you mm. even saw with the fucking parkland kids like you know like they they were f- fucked up too like yeah. being like like you kill people and that's terrible obviously but then you also like leave a bunch of people who are like scarred for like a lifetime yeah that's crazy yeah i mean like if i was in it in in a place where a mass shooting happened and i lived and i was fine yeah oh definitely i would remember that for the fucking rest of my life and it'd probably be a very traumatic thing to have in the back of your mind yeah so like and yeah, like I mean, I've I've thought about it for sure. Like I wouldn't, I'm not gonna lie and say it's like at the forefront of my mind. Oh yeah, me either. Like, but we, like we, I we mean, still go out and fucking do things. But yeah. you could be at the grocery store, the mall, the movies, uh, a concert, um, fucking a show, uh, fucking in class, at work, anywhere. Nowhere's fucking safe. Yeah, anywhere could be a target. You know, it's, it's fucked. it is something that sometimes, you know, the anxiety of me can sometimes pop up and I'm like, but you know, I'm, I'm, can easily, you know, talk myself out, out of it, not becoming like, 
like a full blown anxiety attack. I'm like, okay, nothing's gonna fucking happen in reality. But yeah. still, it is a concern, you know, in the back of my mind, you know, a lot of times. So. Yeah, and I mean, like, just like the fact that like schools have to do like code red drills, like you know, what I mean, like even if you're not, like you still, I and I, I, I. You reminded me mm-hmm. that I I went through one when there was someone at their work who shush, Going postal went postal and then um was close to our school so they were worried and I didn't think in all reality it would but like the fact that like there's like this like alert system for like a sh- it's like it's something that's just like so expected mm-hmm. and like that's just like a a dark mentality for a lot of fucking people to have. That's like, that's so unbelievable. And we're just like walking around with this shit. So not only do we have the, the post COVID trauma, we have the, the, the traumatization of, you know, seeing like nonstop, nonstop fucking mass shootings, like straight up, just like, just when you think it can't get worse, then like something like Las Vegas will happen, where like the dude was sniping from a hotel room. That's, yeah, that's, that's insane. insane. <laughs> that, yeah, I remember hearing that story when that broke out. I remember I thought my roommate was messing with me because I didn't know him well, and it was like one of the first weeks uh, of of school. I was at UCSC, and my roommate comes in and he's like. Dude, some some dude in Vegas was up in the Mandalay Bay Hotel fucking shooting down at a concert. And I was like, no way. I thought Because I, I didn't know him well. Yeah. I thought he was making a joke. I was like, is this this guy's like sense of humor? I was like, no. I'm like, you're fucking with me. Get the fuck out of here. And he was like, no, no, no. And he like pulled it up. And I was like, oh my God. Like this dude was in a fucking hotel room, like fucking spec op style, <laughs> shooting down onto a fucking country music concert. Yeah. Uh, Steven Paddock. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's, that's, I mean, he killed, si- he killed 60 people yeah, and people wounded four, that's, 411. That's the, the biggest one. And you know, it's weird previously, but the biggest one had happened just a couple years before, which was the Pulse nightclub in Miami. Right. Where it was the guy that he went into a gay nightclub and he's obviously repressed gay guy. Yeah. Went in, and that one hit 50. And the one previous before that. Was was um, Virginia Tech's shooting? Right. We call him Master Cho in in the shooting lore of America. Master Cho. This he is held. So dark. <laughs> he held the the record for most. I mean, oh goddamn it! Saying it like a record, like it's a scoreboard, is kind of fucked up. But he had the most. No, don't don't forget also Anders Brevik. Oh, but that's not a, in America. True. But that's a weird one too. That's a weird one. That that guy was politically motivated. He was a fascist. Yeah. Anders Brevik was a fascist. Anyways, there is Virginia tech which i remember when that happened that was oh six we were kids that one i couldn't fucking believe was real and then fucking you know you have as time goes on you have fucking all the time i remember i would pay i would remember every single one now i they're they're barely they barely register now virginia tech i remember i was i remember vividly i remember um the aurora one also fairly well and sandy hook and then pulse I remember Vegas, after the Aurora one. But now one, they're fucking, I'm numb to them now. Because I'm, I love. Bar- they barely register. Because I love mind. going to the theaters. Mm-hmm. After Aurora, I definitely was like, for a while, like kind of like, this yeah. is like a wild situation. Put yourself in, in a theater where mm-hmm. you can't escape. Busted into the midnight screen of, of Batman to That's, kill people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude. Um, we should just fucking ban the Joker. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should just ban the Joker. Then maybe that would stop some of it. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it's 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 dark. Yeah. And yeah, so let's uh let's try to end this on a on a good positive, um, because that was the just palate cleanser. A palate cleanser. So. I saw this. I, I I saw this uh, hypothetical. Yeah, instead of ending on a mass shooting. Yeah. <laughs> story. Let's end on a hypothetical. So, and it actually, weirdly enough, has to do with crime. Okay, love it. What you know cr- me, big fan of crime. What crime would you commit if that meant that the crime would no longer be committed? So, so <laughs> in this hypothetical okay. scenario, you have to commit. A crime, mm-hmm. but then that crime, like magic wand, never happens again, right? Okay, it just hypothetical. I love how you're keeping it in theme with yeah. mass shootings. Yeah. Um. So, um. Ca- and the caveats are: people would know the deal, but they would still obviously be like, yeah, like especially if you do something like, really. Zach, I can't believe if he does something really heinous, like mm-hmm. yeah, he stopped all of the rapes from happening but he fucking <laughs> like <laughs> he that means you would have to yes i'm not okay. gonna say it it's just some <laughs> so i what what would you do am, am i gonna get punished for this crime no no i'm getting off scot-free yeah no you don't get punished but the public opinion public hates me yeah for the crime Especially if it's I like, mean, if, it's if something... I say if I say something like low key like shoplifting, yeah, no one's gonna know? care. No yeah. one's gonna care. <laughs> but then there's no shoplifting ever happens again. But I could give a fuck about shoplifting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, think about it, because like you, your brain automatically wants to go to like the heinous stuff, right? Because yeah. you want to, yeah. Immediately, I want to say like murder, because that's easy. But then you I have murder. The, but then like one person, you, and then um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a randomly generated person. It's you. No, it's my- a randomly <laughs> generated person that just pops. You pop right in front of them, and you just gotta kill okay. them right away. I made this deal with the devil, and he pops me into someone random. It's you. Here I am with my shotgun. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, but and then, but then everyone would be like, "Oh my god!" But murder never happens again. No yeah. more mass shootings. But no more then, random but, act, but no then more you, gang but violence. But then you're the last murder. No more terrorism. But then you're the last murder to ever happen. Too. This is globally. You're the last murder. You're the last murder, though. You're the one that <laughs> At sticks least I'll in have the a Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> You say you're doing it for the clout. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely um, okay. get some fan mail. And you know what I thought? I thought mm. of a good one. Mm. Littering. I'll tell you why. Mm. You know what's interesting? Because is you can I'm... tie that into pollution. You would Bro, stop pollution. I'm not even like what I was thinking in my head. Was, I was like, you could say it would be interesting to do something like environmental destruction or, yeah. or mass pollution. Right. You know? So then all I'd have to do is just litter. Mm-hmm. Boom. No more, no more pollution. And nobody, <laughs> and nobody cares that you litter because yeah. I mean, you do litter all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Oh, I've seen you throw things out your car window before. Okay. <laughs> don't dox me like that, dude. Don't dox, dox me you. like that. Um, <laughs> all right. But what would you do? I mean the I mean like look like I was saying like the going straight to the murder one is easy because yeah then there's then there's no more mass shootings there's no more get no more gang violence you know no more murder this is I would say a in general a net positive for the world um but then know. there would be no more me 
<laughs> no more you. Because <laughs> in this hypothetical, even though I told you it's random, you've decided <laughs> that it's going to be me. It's you if I choose murder. But it this would... is going to be really great when you do finally murder me, and then this is on this is on audio. I did it to stop murders around the world by committing the ultimate murder. It'll be like the podcast version of like a rapper getting caught up for lyrics. <laughs> playing it in the courtroom, like so timely you're... because of the the young thug oh, and yeah, gunna shit. YSL Rico case. That shit's crazy, dude. That's just crazy. Poor guys, I feel bad for them. Yeah, I, I, I think it's fucked up, and I also think it's kind of the police target. Some you know young rich black yeah, dudes. Let's probably, be honest. Probably. You know, would you saw... if there was if there was like a ra- if there was like a racist group of country musicians who you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they I wouldn't say... go about at them with the same fervor if they mm-hmm. were doing you know similar things. But what I what. I did hear, I did see a tweet when that YSL Rico thing dropped, and they're like, "Why has the KKK never been Ricoed?" That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Maybe maybe because uh, some of the cops are in the game. <laughs> <laughs> the feds, even, yeah. you know, they like that. Yeah, you don't Rico. You don't re- the Rico is made for uh, the mob and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, look, I will say, even though it's a hypothetical, and so there's like basically no strings attached. I still don't know. For some of these more heinous crimes, I don't know if I could actually bring myself to actually commit it. Yeah, like I don't actually think. I could commit a murder. Like, if they handed no. me a gun and they're like, shoot this person and I'll murder for the rest of the time around yeah. the world to stop forever. I don't know if I could actually do that, you know, whether yeah. it's you or even a random person. Yeah. I don't know if I could actually bring myself. Same thing with rape. He's, he's, he's holding a knife If they're to like, me. rape this person and then rape is forever done around the world for all time. I don't know if I could actually bring myself to yeah. do that. So yeah. in a lot of these cases i don't think i could actually do it even even knowing the end result is that crime never happens again right you know so i do like your i want to stop genocide <laughs> uh, <laughs> commit one final the final solution oh, God. <laughs> fine, but... no let's not even go there um so, but what would you do I, I do like your littering one because before before you even brought that up, I was thinking, I'm like, I should just commit like a really large environmental crime and then that could stop a lot of mass pollution in general if the crime was not to happen again. So, and that I could actually bring myself to do. Like if all it was, like if I was in a factory and they're like, yeah, dump this toxic waste into the river is wholly illegal. But if you do that, no more toxic oh, waste here, I got another will good ever one. be dumped in the river. I'll I could pull that lever. I'll commit an OSHA violation so that workplaces <laughs> get safer. <laughs> well, that's not technically illegal. <laughs> all right. Um... I'll commit. Oh, you know what I'm about what about some, wa- what about white collar crime? I was gonna say I'm not gonna do something fucking gay like you know mob crime. Like I like I like bootleg shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna do something stupid like oh I'm gonna pirate a DVD. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Would you steal a car? Would you rob a do, purse? I'm Would not, you steal this movie? <laughs> no, I'm not doing something limp dick like that. Okay, but but think about that though. Mm. That might be a good one. Mm. Uh. Uh, what's it called? Um, oh no, I just lost it. 
I'm not doing something limp dicked like you know bootleg. Oh yeah, yeah. Do do something like car theft, like whatever. Uh, uh, like something white collar, like uh, you know, banking fraud or you know embezzlement. But then in that case, who are you helping? Banks. You're helping banks because now more no more embezzlement happens, and now the banks don't lose any money through crime. No, but not embez. No, no, no. I'm not talking about embezzlement. You do want to do political crime? Yeah. You want to do political crime to help the public, like, like a like a politician taking campaign funds and using them for illicit activities. Yeah, yeah. Campaign finance (laughs) reform. So then, first, I got to become a politician. Hypothetical. Yeah, and then you have to take a bunch of money from like just scumbag corporations. (laughs) You know, all of them. Monsanto. Here's here's the catch. A lot of times. Here's the catch. A lot of times, that corruption isn't necessarily outright illegal. Yeah, too. that's true. God it can it. be completely legal, but wholly unethical. God damn it, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to make sure whatever you're doing is actually illegal mm. so that it doesn't happen again. But yeah. A lot of environmental uh, pollution is illegal, like dumping toxic waste where it shouldn't be dumped. That's illegal. Yeah, but um, it still happens. Yeah. Um, duh. But so the, I, I'm going to lean towards that one. I'm going to be in a factory, yeah, that's pull right. the lever, dumps the chemicals into the river, never happens again, including oil. Sp- I mean, the oil spills are an accident, so I guess it's not illegal, but. You know, we'll, can, we'll throw them Maybe in commit there. a war crime. <laughs> <laughs> invade a country illegally. <laughs> All right, first you have to become the leader of a nation. <laughs> I'm the leader of, let me fucking... South Africa. South Africa. <laughs> Why South Africa? Why are you going to go through... No, Djibouti. I'm the I'm the president of Djibouti. And I've, I've first I've moved to Djibouti. I get citizenship there. I, I get to be known. I get a public presence, public persona going on. I'm, I'm, I'm for the people. I'm all that good stuff. Then I run a campaign. I run it populist, far-right populist campaign. Mm-hmm. Elected, landslide victory. The first white president of Djibouti. <laughs> American-born white president of Djibouti. I become the president. Immediately, I increase taxes tenfold. People are upset, but I'm taking all this money and I'm funneling it into my military. And I'm building up this military. I'm building it. I'm building it. And I'm getting fucking big. And then you know what? I stage a false flag event where I say terrorists have attacked us. And who are these terrorists? Who are the terrorists? They're Canadian terrorists. They're ass hockey terrorists. Bro, and they, the Canadians have been asking for yeah, it, dude. And then I take my bloated military of Djibouti and I launch an illegal invasion of Canada. Bam, war crime committed. No more illegal invasions can ever happen for the rest of the time. Putin's got to pull out of Ukraine. Bam. There you go. <laughs> the U.S. can't do anything anymore. You might as well yeah. defund the oh entire my U.S. God, military. Defend the U.S. <laughs> the like, entire U.S. military funds gone. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we'll have to like do some. Good Taiwan thing. can sleep easy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. I. You know. There you go, Zach. You're gonna be a war criminal. There you go. And attack the Canadians and you oh, attack, attack the uh, launch an invasion on the Quebecois. <laughs> They've attacked the great nation of Djibouti. A terrorist. A terrorist from Quebec. We will not stand for this terrorism from Djibouti. <laughs> No, the Quebecois are the terrorists launching their attacks on the prosperous people of Djibouti. Oh, sorry. Uh, which I am the president of. Yeah. 
the American white American president of Djibouti. <laughs> I think we've run our course in this yeah. one. You've got my answer. All right, there you go. Commit an Brilliant. illegal invasion. Yeah, there you go. Zach defeated imperialism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and on that note, uh, we'll end it here. Thank you for listening, and I'll uh, catch you next you time. You want to plug our emails? Oh, yeah, our email else? is bash bros brothers. Oh my god, I don't even fucking remember. It's Bash Bros. Bash Bros Podcast. At ProtonMail. At ProtonMail.com. It'll yeah. be in the description. Um, Along with the Twitter that literally nobody's ever followed except for me, you, and Robert. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, we've, I've never tweeted anything at you. Yeah, either, that, so. that was supposed to be your job. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm <laughs> working <man>. on it. <laughs> yeah. I will not stand for this authoritarian beauty. <laughs> just, just be, just be a fucking Jordan Peterson Stan account. <laughs> make a, our podcast Twitter page a Jordan Peterson Stan account, or make it an Elon Stan account. Oh no, there's Dude. too many of those. Yeah, I'll just get caught up in the in the in the in the yeah. rabble. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So on that note. Thank you.